Thanks, everyone, for joining us. My next guest is Mark Chamberlain, a photographic artist, BC Gallery co-founder and owner, the current exhibit of which he's curated, Capital Crimes, our topic in this today's interview. BC Space Laguna Gallery begun had begun in 1973 exhibiting photography, visual, and performance art. A little bit about Mark Chamberlain. He was born and raised in Dubuque, Iowa, received a bachelor's degree in political science and a master's in business administration in 1967 from the University of Iowa. After two years in the U.S. Army during the Vietnam War, he moved to Southern California. An acclaimed artist, he has taught photography in several colleges. Mark's contributions read like the chronicle of Orange County history. He was a part of the tale, and we'll hear a little bit about that just a bit, and continues to participate in the ongoing legacy project at the Orange County Great Park. Currently, in his 2,400-square-foot gallery, he has curated Capital Crimes, which tackles global monetary issues. He comes to us today from Laguna Beach. Welcome to Ask a Leader, Mark Chamberlain. Well, thank you, Claudia. Mark, you've been a sustaining contributor and a visionary of the environmental historical legacy of the central swath of Orange County. Can you briefly tell us how you got from being visionary of the environmental and historical legacy of the central swath of the county. Can you tell us about uh, making your transition from this veteran status to the, the solid liberal arts education into becoming an artist documenting the facts in the ground, per se? Well, uh, it's been, been kind of a convoluted history, as, as, as you can tell. I was born in the Midwest and raised there and educated there and kind of believed in the system, as I was taught, and uh, my real education began when I was inducted into the military during the Vietnam era and found that my values were a little bit, a little bit out of kilter with reality. And uh, I made an abrupt change uh, as soon as I got out. Uh, the realities of going into a, a business pursuit just didn't appeal to me. And I had uh, picked up an interest in the camera while I was, while I was in the military, largely as a means of oh, to an extent, kind of separating me from what, what I was experiencing and still allowing me to observe and be a part of it. And I found it to be a valuable tool, really fell in love with the, the abilities to communicate with people through, the, through photography and just decided that my path lay elsewhere and put everything of importance into my 1963 MG midget and trundled on out to... Uh, uh, California with the grand ambition of, of starting some kind of an enterprise that would promote the, the value of this very expressive medium that I'd found. And uh, after quite a while, now nearly 40 years, the, the result is BC Space, which has been devoted to first off showing photography in, in its early myriad forms, and particularly at a time when photography was not even accepted in museums or galleries, or if, if it was, it was put in the back room. But uh, my partner, Jerry Birchfield, uh, whom I was fortunate to meet at a crucial time, he's the B of BC and I'm the C. Okay. But, uh, he shared uh, my enthusiasm uh, for the prospects for photography, and we created a gallery that was devoted originally exclusively to photography. And uh, but it's evolved since then. Uh, uh, photography has become accepted uh, on an equal plane, and and we started quite a few years ago admitting the other mediums on an equal basis, if you will. Yes. But a big part of of our 
both of, of Jerry's and my interests from the beginning was what's going on with the environment. And uh, we did our personal work uh, that dealt with it, and uh, we finally began collaborating uh, in 1980. We opened the gallery in 1973, and in 1980 uh, we finally hatched a, a plan that, uh, that we could execute to try to do something about it locally. And the big threat at that time was the loss of Laguna Canyon to development. So that's when we began uh, the Laguna Canyon project in 1980. And that was the, which became later the tell. And and you were um, you are able to to present to a a, a curious visitor at the gallery a, um, a sort of a slideshow of what was put together that that culminated in a a, a very large performance art, art installation, political movement to uh, restore the canyon in the state that all of us are totally benefiting from here in 2013, many, many years after that. So for those of you who don't have a clue, this that was going to almost look like the strips along 405 was going to crawl right up the canyon and uh, with the same sort of mind-numbing uh, same styles. And it's the, the tribute to Mark Chamberlain et al. with... Um, the, the work of the tell that, uh, as you said, when you finally lined up about 1,000 people all along the Laguna Canyon. Uh, about 11,000. Right. <laughs> that, um, that you know, fly over, walk over, drive past uh, these people rallying with uh, their their feet, voting with their feet, voting with their participation in this monumental artwork, the tell. And people, I suppose you can Google it, too, if you can't get to the to the gallery and get a special view that I was privy to. Um, you can see on how it was a, an unfolding insta, uh, installation that um, presented uh, many, many layered messages of what it means to maintain the integrity of Laguna Canyon in its natural state. And there were waves of movements after that because of the tow road punching through there that were not as successful, but um, but you can, uh, we, we pay tribute to that too. Well, now we've, um, I've led other KUCI listeners on audio tours. Let's, uh, let's do the same, uh, starting with this unassuming entrance of your gallery on Forest Avenue at 235 Forest Avenue. Okay. Um, well, uh, uh, it, I, I look at BC as kind of an inverse rabbit warren. Uh, <laughs> all we have as a visibility on the street is a door with a very discreet sign on it, and of course we're competing with uh, storefronts that are clamoring for attention um, for oh visitors to the beach and the like. But our audience generally is uh, the, the people who are, are looking for decorations over their couch uh, wouldn't find our work of much interest to begin with. So the narrow doorway is actually uh, kind of an advantage. People who want to find B.C. can easily find it. And uh, uh, we're, we, the only people who get to the top of the stairs are the people who know where they're going. And I far prefer to talk to people who know where they're going. And uh, not that we don't want to try to educate other people, but uh, it, it generally is, is kind of a waste of time unless they're already sensitized. But what we've, what we have at BC is is really a, a kind of a treasure which we happened to stumble on at an early stage, was the original Masonic Lodge in in Laguna, and they didn't want a lot of notoriety in those days, so they had the business downstairs, a narrow stairway, and a simple entry. But it unfolds into a really magnificent space, uh, as I think you could see, 
when, when you visited yesterday, that uh, we've turned into a series of, of gallery spaces that uh, I think move rather comfortably. They create a bit of a challenge for uh, uh, doing an exhibition such as, as Capital Crimes, but it, they also provide the advantage of being able to have kind of pockets of topics in each one of, of the various spaces. And the, the challenge for a show like Capital Crimes was, well, first off, the issues are very timely. I mean, the, at the root of uh, many of the problems that you discussed in your earlier seg uh, segment with Dr. Bloomberg, we're dealing with uh, economics. If you come down to the heart of the problems that he was talking about, uh, it's the pursuit of profit with a lack of ethics that seems to be one of the most important contributing factors to why people don't change. And we're all experiencing right now uh, the results of some catastrophic uh, uh, level of, of corruption within our whole culture, much of which can be traced to greed. And the exploitation of, of our air, land, and, and, and water in pursuit of profits to the detriment of, the, of many of us uh, the changes in what has happened with uh, the distribution of uh, our our commonwealth uh, is, is phenomenal when you start to examine it. And we solicited artists to uh, artists whose work we respect and whose recommendations we respected to address the topic. And that and is the Capital Crimes. That is the name of the exhibit, with over sixty uh, artists. Uh, exhibited there, uh, many of whom are your friends, as you've talked a bit about, and your colleagues in your activist life. And this was um, this was leading up. You're putting it together, leading up to the last, uh, the 2012 presidential election. It's a, and it's as you say, it's a very dense show. I I noticed that each exhibited item is itself an essay or possibly a treatise. It's a, it's just remarkable how much is there. And so, um, I. Uh, and also, I want to mention for those you wonder. I mean, some of the, these things are for sale. You can. Um, I think some of them are are Mark's sort of personal sort of uh, stash, Mark's personal work. But uh, much of this is um, also for sale. Make them an offer. Uh, uh, value highly of the these um, these pieces with such succinct uh, commentaries in each one of them. Well, let's maybe we can touch on some of the work. And b before we do, I want to just remind listeners, you're listening to Ask a Leader here on KUCI 80.9 FM in Irvine, streaming all across the world on the web at KUCI.org. My guest is Mark Chamberlain, the co-founder now uh, of the BC Gallery and, and the curator, director here of the Capital Crimes uh, exhibit now, which is, um, I want to say, it's going to be, it's extended yet another time until March 20, through March 23rd, correct? Correct. Okay, so um, let's, I wanted to um, bring up a few pieces. Uh, it's not representative, but I just want to uh, get people's juices flowing with the what the prospects are, the uh, the the range, the the texture, the 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 you know dimensions and all that. There's a, a Daria Sol. Uh, her piece is called "Glory and Greed." It's a multimedia canvas of the American flag. Can you talk us through uh, some of the aspects of her work and and her as an artist? Sure. Well, well, Daria, uh, which by the way is a pseudonym, 
because uh, the artist who who uses that name has, when she's used her own name in the past, being a Persian woman, uh, she's received all kinds of threats and other other things. So it was her choice to go under the name Daria Sol. And what she's created is is an American flag uh, that that has written in oil, in the red stripes are uh, representative names of the American soldiers that died in the Iraq War. Uh, which have now counted up to 7,000 people and written in what would be the white stripes where she's put in dollar signs. In Arabic are the prayers that are given over uh, the civilian casualties that have, have been collateral damage uh, in, in that war, all of which, as we've now, as we continue to find out, was a war of choice rather than a war of necessity. And she alludes, too, to the fact of how many American soldiers, and there's also similar things with the civilians, collateral damage that goes on and on. We now find out that uh, uh, soldiers who have committed suicide exceeded those who were killed in combat over the last year. It's really uh, a remarkable statistic. Isn't that, though? And, and all of this kind of goes back to, I mean, something that really grabbed me with Daria's work was the fact as as someone who got to observe the operations of the military, uh, it's a horrible experience that we, we subject our youth to. And we do it over and over again. It seems like every generation has to, has to face something of this, of this nature. But that's a topic that can be <laughs> another whole, whole thing. But Daria's work certainly addresses that. And, and as you'll notice, as you may, may notice, what... Uh, the, the show is so dense that, that uh, the artists were very obliging in allowing me to kind of commingle the pieces. And Daria's piece is also uh, seated in front of it are two chairs that are burning uh, that are by uh, Lynn Kubasik. And the title of her works are The Words Cease to Have Meaning. And that it's, it's so horrific that we're all sitting in these burning chairs and watching this happen and perhaps doing nothing about it. So that there's an interplay then with the exhibited pieces. It's really un, it's really remarkable. And um, there in the uh, thank you thank you by the way because that's that's kind of my contribution to it is uh, uh, all of these artists were trusting enough that they would allow me to do that with their work. Yeah, but uh, there's a synergy to it. That, yes, uh, is the purpose absolutely. And then in the audio-visual medium is Lev Anderson's John Doe Falling, and that's a breakdown of John Doe and then John Falling. What was the other? It's it's John. The title of Lev's piece is John Doe Falling Right, And it it combines uh, the classic old movie with Walter Brennan and Gary Cooper uh, on uh, John Doe Goes to Washington. And uh, the other one is... uh, is falling down with Michael Douglas. Right there, it is, and that's an incredible piece. I, I don't think, I when we go and sit in front of these video pieces, we never know how long they are to to figure out. You know, is this going to be how many minutes? I th- maybe you want to post that sort the length of it underneath, like you know, pin a, the duration of that, so we know. Because sometimes you don't know how long you're going to be there. You don't know it sort of what's the the kind of um, 
you know, the sort of framework that to, to expect so this this portion is going to be half of the message and there's another half coming and that kind of a thing. But as a, yeah, as, that's a good suggestion. And so uh, so I was, I, as I was viewing that, you know, it's it's remarkable uh how the the commentaries just don't change. That the Walter Brennan character is rolling out an editorial like you'd get out of Paul Krugman now, and, and this is and he's being like this, the kind of court fool talking to the the up and coming entrepreneurs, the uh, corporate climbers. You know what they're in for, and that's the first half of this video piece that um, that um, he's put that your um, that. Lev Anderson has put together, so I'm not. I'm, there's no sort of spoiler alert, people. You you have to see this to 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 really get the whole effect of that. And with um, then the the following piece, Michael Douglas's, it's just it's just un, it's uncanny. The uh, how he thought to put uh, Lev Anderson thought of putting those two together. It was yeah. I was delighted when when Lev's Lev's piece came in, and I know he worked extremely hard on it. And it's very deft editorial. Uh, grabbing most of it was our, our is material that's easily available, and he took it and wove it together into what I think is a fantastic story that that fits perfectly within the context of the Capital Crime Show. And Lev's piece, by the way, was was one of about half the pieces in the show that were generated in response to a solicitation that I sent out to the artist to address these issues. That is so amazing. So that in such a short time, they were driven. They executed the the putting together the art piece, and, and there it was. There it is, right now. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm glad that we've had a, a number of chances to get in there with the uh, extensions of this exhibit, which originally was going to be ending at the end of January. So we've had two extra months tacked on by this time. So, and I don't know if we'll see any more extensions for those. But and no, it's no, we we have other other things. To people get in the works. So it's yeah. at. Two three five Forest Avenue in Laguna Beach, and details can be had on the bcspace.com website. The normal hours are Wednesday through Saturday, two to five p.m. So, uh, folks, if uh, if you're looking uh, for more meaning, more purpose, uh, and and a special reason to go down to uh, to Laguna Beach, the, this. This is something to map out right away in your calendar. Make sure, and uh, we'll we're uh, we're going to talk about some more pieces before we go into a, a particular fundraiser that lets you experience the full use of this former Masonic Lodge space. That um, you have Shepherd Ferry's iconic Obama portrait. Is that for sale up there? Well, that's that's my piece, but yes, it would be for sale. We oh, have you don't to, have we to have sell to it. Support the gallery somehow. So. Oh, okay, but so, there it is. So that, Everybody's that, seen it. It's actually a signed uh, artist proof by by Shepard Ferry. It's not just one of the regular ones. So wow, it's a, it's a real treasure. It's amazing. And then there's um, in a different vein that there's the Jim Stowe's work, his photos. They're actual photos, and and Mark had to tell me, no, these are not Photoshop. These are exactly how uh, this Americana is pictured, and uh, it's there. It's special to see them. They are unintentional, uh, and or they are intentional commentaries. I should put that's what I want to say intentional because I'm going to uh, seg into an unintentional uh, commentary in a different work in a bit. But did you want to say anything about Jim? Jim Stowe's photographs there in your studio. Oh, Jim, Jim Stone is a wonderful friend and, and, and an extraordinary artist, kind of of the old school. As, as well, I'm not sure what school I'm in anymore. I keep morphing into something else. Eclectica. Uh, yeah, but uh, Jim has been, uh, he's been, been pursuing the, just the, the, 
the original observations of photography, the, the power to isolate things that we all walk by but don't pay attention to and to, to bring renewed attention to them and use them as indexes of who we are. And I think Jim's uh, two pieces that we have, we only have, in fact, each, every one of these artists, uh, we could have had a whole show of their, their work. But uh, the two representative pieces that Jim has is part of a huge body of work that is kind of, they're kind of iconic pictures, poignant, very poignant pictures of who we are. They are. And uh, his, his work is, is highly respected, and it's, it's been shown in major, major institutions. In fact, many of the artists in the show, we have people who are rank beginners whose work merited being shown to people of international acclaim. And that's the range. It's, 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 it's a marvel. And I wanted to mention, because I don't think anybody maybe noticed this on the newsstand because it was a short time that this appeared on the newsstand. It's the unintentional <laughs> magazine cover. Do you want to, I don't know if you can uh, give us the audio uh, sort of relay about well, that, but yes, I, let's I, not I'll, miss I'll, that. I'll gladly do that. And by the way, we're, we're desperately trying to have the whole show be available ultimately online. So you can prowl through it, and the piece that you're you're referring to is um, a magazine that's uh, the real title of which is is Orange County Where, which I look at as one of the formula magazines that's uh, uh, designed to entice people to spend their money in Orange County. Uh, in a way, it's kind of like pimping for Orange County, but they got so carried away with uh, uh, with the the visuals on this particular cover. It's a uh, uh, over-plasticized, over-photoshopped woman whose head uh, in kind of a provocative pose. It's, I think the story inside is about wine. <laughs> but uh, the head intrudes up into the title, the banner for the, the publication, so the where becomes whore. So it's Orange County whore. The way it and looks, it, the, the upper part of the E makes it really look like an O. But right. where her head he is, 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 is cut off, so it look it, it is an O, and that's that's what you read. And uh, I I looked at it as, as as kind of an advertiser's political gaffe. Uh, political gaffe is sometimes described as a politician accidentally telling the truth. Yeah, right, right. And this, folks, this was printed. This is for was it December twenty twelve. This just happened. This is it, and it, it has the look of like a nineteen late nineteen fifties with a. Uh, the recent uh, photoshopping capacity, um, sort of all in all in one cover, but just recently in 2012, and you you have one copy, and uh, Mark mentioned that he'd be interested in um, auctioning it off to the highest bidder. If if Mark doesn't set it at a high price to support the artwork, I say Mark ought to hang on to this so that uh, the the public still gets a look at the the the, the just uh, unruly irony with this magazine cover. It is a treasure. It is. Well, we want to close shortly, but we want to make sure everybody knows about the fundraiser for the Friendship Shelter at the BC Gallery. It's going to be on March 21st. Public, that's all of us, we're welcome to experience the BC Gallery, I say, in its fullest functioning and performing order. And the benefit event's going to be a presentation of a Pulitzer Prize-winning play entitled Love Letters by A.R. Gurney, and will be performed by Ava Martin and Mark Miller with music provided by Jason Fetty. I mean, this is it's set up in the space in the back in the upper part of the gallery for uh, for music performance, art, art uh, uh, composition, that kind of thing. But this will be set aside for the 
for the a, a live music production. That's on March 21st, as I said. Curtains at 7 p.m. There's a suggested donation. And tickets can be obtained through the friendshipshelter.org. Or you can phone, pencil and paper, laptops ready, 949-494-6928. And the website will give you more information about the event, too. The BC Gallery at Capital Crimes. I want to close. Mark, thank you for extending your exhibit so that we all can take part in that. Capital Crimes, and Mark Chamberlain is the co-founder, owner of the BC Gallery. All the best, and thanks for being on Ask a Leader today, Mark. Well, thank you, Claudia. The house is taking all your chips. Unpack your bags and sink the ships. Grab your headshot and grab your phone. Call it hell to the call.